All right, now we're recording on all cylinders. What's up, everybody? How's everyone doing? I hope well. We're going to recap and recount the NXT version of Halloween Havoc. <laughs> uh, it was a notorious WCW uh, pay-per-view every year around you guessed it Halloween and uh, WCW as as they would do really overdid it usually everybody had to wear a costume uh, the announcers everybody I guess that's not bad I mean it's cute whatever uh and they would sometimes have a wheel of matches. So your match would have a stipulation. Uh, it varied, but I think the most uh, notorious WCW Halloween Havoc was probably the debut of the Giant. Uh, they tried to pass him off as Andre the Giant's son. But every, every wrestling fan knew Andre didn't have a son. Guzzle a little water. Not until after his death did most people know Andre had a daughter. And uh, the daughters made a few backstage appearances at WWE events. Uh, she's not an on-screen character, though. So, like, share, subscribe, comment. Follow me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. So the the show started with the North American Heavyweight Championship ladder match. Um. I was a little distracted during this match. Wes Lee is new and first time ever holding a title belt uh, champion. I'm going to be honest, WWE needs to take a break from ladder matches for a while. Not to take anything away from these guys. They did put on a good match. But... We've seen every spot in ladder matches. There's nothing revolutionary about this anymore. The first one was 1995 with Scott Hall and Shawn Michaels. And that's probably still the best ladder match ever. The Hardys and Edge and Christian reinvented the ladder match in WWE. WWF then they had groundbreaking phenomenal spots on the ladders uh, they had a spot where I think it was it doesn't matter Jeff if memory serves me correctly jumped from one ladder to the other and did some kind of move on edge you know 10-15 feet in the air to the mat 
then of course there's the notorious where uh, Jeff is hanging it was always poor Jeff no wonder he's got drug and alcohol problems but he's you know dangling from the apparatus that's holding the belts and Edge leaps off the ladder and spears him no wonder Edge had to leave for neck injuries right but now it's the same ladder spots over and over again it's really not doing anything for me I know this would if they took a break from it say from now until money in the bank I would be happy with that uh, if they saved it for extreme rules or something like that I wouldn't have a problem with that but I think the ladder matches have just run their course uh, even though you still get the crowd popping moves because the crowds now want to see guys damn near kill each other to me that's not wrestling psychology and just doesn't work for me anymore uh, I gave the match 84.7 stars <laughs> just because the guys almost killed themselves trying to entertain us. The women's title match started off terribly. Uh, they, they're trying to stick with the Halloween havoc, the Halloween theme. Basically, you had Alba Fire invite Mandy Rose and Toxic Attraction to a haunted house and they were going to start the match off there. Kind of made you think that the whole match was going to take place there. Uh, and so you're watching Toxic Attraction in the car. It's a theatrical match basically. Um, or cinematic match. That's what they're calling these. It's a cinematic match. Uh, toxic attractions, driving, driving, driving. And, you know, uh, JC Jane is scared. Uh, Gigi Dolan is like, oh, don't be scared. We're going to beat up Alba Fire. It's three against one, blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as they get into the haunted house, they, uh, I don't know, one of them, either Mandy or Gigi, said, Let's split up. Well, a few seconds ago, you are saying, it's three on one. We can take her. Then you say, well, let's split up. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But <clears throat> I basically equated this to a really bad episode of Scooby-Doo. Uh, it was below B-movie, horror movie level. Okay, uh, but it was mildly entertaining once they got going. So the girls all end up in these different rooms with these various characters or ghosts, and then Alba Fire sneaks up and beats up all three of them. And then she throws Mandy Rose into Mandy's Range Rover and starts driving back to the arena and we don't see him for like a half an hour or so. Uh, I gave it a minus one star just because 
it was cinematic. It wasn't a good. It just wasn't good. Okay. Um, <clears throat> next, you had Apollo Cruz and Grayson Waller in a casket match. I'm glad to see Apollo Cruz back on TV. I'm glad that he's Apollo Cruz, the really good wrestler, not a, a weird ass gimmick. Um, the fuck did I write on this piece of paper? Apollo Crews won. There were druids, guys in hooded, hooded robes. Uh, he wins by stuffing his, uh, by throwing Grayson Waller into uh, the casket. Two star match. Not bad, but not great. Then you had Cora Jade versus. Roxanne Perez in a grudge match. Weapons Wild match is what they called it. This picked up the pace of the pay-per-view. They went right to the weapons. They didn't mess around like uh, Liv Morgan and uh, Ronda Rousey at Extreme Rules. They just went straight to weapons. Beating the snot out of each other. Cora Jade was vicious. The biggest spot of the match, they climbed up onto uh, this stage area, which I don't know if it was like the stage for the pre-show or just a stage-type area they had set up above the performance center, but they were up there, and it was, well, are they going to... Or who's going to throw who off? Roxanne ends up getting the upper hand. She looks like she's going to punch uh, Cora Jade off of the apparatus. But they took too long. They were obviously nervous about the spot. And basically, it ended up looking like they hugged and jumped off together. I give them credit for a high spot, a dangerous spot they were both nervous about. They went through two tables, and I don't know what was under the tables, because the, the tables were covered in blankets or tarps, black something. But you could tell there, was, there were boxes or something under the tables, because they didn't break all the way to the floor. The tables broke in half, but they didn't go all the way to the floor. So, they got back to their feet a little too quickly, but probably because they wasted so much time at, at the top of the stage going, are we going to do this? Are we really going to do Are we? Do I punch you and you fall and I fall with you? What were we supposed to do? Maybe they lost track of where they were in the match. Yeah, and things are a little too planned ahead of time in wrestling now. And when somebody forgets the next spot, they don't know how to call it in the ring. So they just have to stop. What, what, what was my next move? I forgot my line kind of thing. Uh, Cora Jade got quickly back in control. I Again, it, it didn't hold my attention really well. So I drifted off and Roxanne Perez won somehow. 
and I might even be wrong, I might have forgotten who won 30 seconds after the match when I wrote this down. I give them three stars for going through the weapons, doing the high spot that they were both nervous about, but just not a great match. Uh, Shantz, I'd been, I was wondering, where's Shauncey? Shauncey Blackheart. She's supposed to be the, the host of Halloween Havoc, and we haven't seen her yet. <laughs> well, then she comes out. She's, I'm hosting, look at me, I'm the host of Halloween Havoc. That's it. Then somebody else comes out and says, hey, I'm actually on NXT. I'm not on SmackDown. I should be the host. And then Shauncey beats that person up, whoever it was. As you can see, I'm not real thrilled with this. Now, it starts to get really good, though. Okay? It gets good. Julius Creed and Damon Kemp in a grudge match, ambulance match, with uh, Brutus Creed's career on the line. It's violence and action right from the start. It was, I mean, right from the get-go. They're beating the hell out of each other. They're using weapons. Action, violence, grudge match. Three-star match for sure. Uh, you know, they had a spot where uh, Kemp had Creed in the ambulance, and Creed was hanging on to the one ambulance door so that uh, Kemp couldn't slam the door shut, so he just kept slamming on Creed's hand. But Creed, you know, he's got to fight for his brother. He's going to take the pain. Oh, my God, that might have broke his hand. It didn't, obviously. Uh, I'm also at this point wondering, where's Mandy Rose? <laughs> when are we going to see the conclusion of the women's match? Also, Booker T on commentary was... Freaking awesome throughout the pay-per-view. Uh, the, the crowd started chanting, Use the pumpkin. Use the pumpkin. Trying to get him to use a pumpkin as a weapon. And all I can think about is the story that Jim Cornette tells where uh, at one of the Halloween Havocs in WCW, they wanted to smash a pumpkin not over his head, but onto his head and then have him run around aimlessly with a pumpkin on his head and he refused. And then eventually somehow they got him to do it. Uh, it ends with Julius Creed throwing uh, Damon Kemp into the ambulance and the ambulance actually drives away. I thought that was a, a little tacky because there was no, you ne never saw a paramedic. They already used the stretcher as a weapon broke a, a multi-thousand dollar stretcher in the process, but WWE can afford that, I guess. So as the ambulance is driving out of the arena, Mandy's Range Rover pulls up with Alexa Fire driving and Mandy somewhere in the back, uh, or Alba Fire, I say Alexa, Alba Fire. Alba gets out, she's looking for Mandy, where's Mandy, oh, there's Mandy laying in the parking lot for some reason, I don't know why she was sitting on your ass in the parking lot looking back at the SUV and not running, you could say she fell, but 
if you fall, you usually fall forward and get back up and try to run away. So that's what Mandy was trying to do. You don't fall and sit there and wait for the person that's trying to kill you to come find you. So Alba beats Mandy up all the way from the parking lot to the ring. Now it's just a, a match, basically. They're in the ring having a wrestling match. And they were. it was a good match. Mandy makes a comeback. She's, she's vicious. She's beating up on Alba. Uh, then a toxic attraction appears from out of nowhere. Now, they were both locked in. I think one of them was locked in a freezer, and the other was locked in a closet at the haunted house. So somehow they got out of the freezer, out of the closet. They must have called an Uber uh, uh, seconds after Mandy and uh, Alba left in Mandy's Range Rover and got to the arena somehow. So they appear from out of nowhere. They start beating up on Alba, of course. That's what the bad guys do. Referee takes a bump. He's out. Alba fights off Toxic Attraction. Then she gets Mandy in her finishing move. Has Mandy pinned, but oh gosh, there's no referee. So here comes Toxic Attraction again. They beat up Alba, uh, fire some more. Now the referee is miraculously better. Mandy Rose hits the uh, kiss by a rose, pins Alba, retains her women's title. Uh, I think this should set up another match for Alba Fire and Mandy. Like a steel cage match. So nobody can get in and the only way to win is pinfall or submission. Uh, I don't know. It probably won't. They'll probably just move Mandy to another feud. Uh, then you had a promo with Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark, and they're just hot. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, they're going to be the next women's tag team champions, they say. They're hot. <laughs> Enough said. So, now we got the main event. Braun Rex Steiner versus Ilya Dragunov and J.D. McDonough. Three-way dance, three badass hard-hitting wrestlers. Dragunov and McDonough uh, throw, pardon me, throw Braun Steiner, Rick Steiner, Rex Steiner, Braun Steiner, whatever his name is, out of the ring. They're beating the hell out of each other. Dragunov and and Walter, now known as Gunther, 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 he should have just stayed Walter. I hope when Braun Breaker, I'll say it one time and that's it, when he makes it to the main roster, please, if you're going to do a name change every time, Somebody goes from NXT to the main roster. Make this guy Braun Steiner. This is stupid to not 
use his lineage. <sighs> so, McDonough and Dragunov are beating the hell out of each other. Steiner gets back in the ring. He starts doing the Steiner suplexes like Scott and Rick were known for. Oh, my gosh. They were, at the time, probably the, the best tag team in wrestling in the early 90s when they were at their peak. Uh, one of the things people used to say about them was, you didn't turn your back on the Steiner brothers because if you did, you were going to go flying. They were going to suplex the shit out of you. And uh, Braun Steiner has that same mentality. So, <clears throat> eventually, Dragunov gets Steiner and uh, McDonough injured, both of them uh, down in the corner. He goes up to the top turnbuckle, does the coast-to-coast drop kick on Steiner and McDonough in the corner. Uh, Dragunov and Steiner, this was funny as hell. They basically played ping-pong with McDonough, just forearms, punches, chops, back. McDonough's just bouncing back and forth between the two of them in the middle of the ring as they beat the hell out of him. Uh, <clears throat> Dragunov has eventually gets Steiner down after beating, they beat the shit out of each other. After the ping pong, McDonough is out of the ring. One, two, three, and 3.9. McDonough dives back in and grabs the ref's hand so he can't get that last three in there. Like it, He really slid his hand under the referee's hand as it was hitting the mat. That's how close it was. So I don't know if that was planned or if his timing was just a little bit off. So I think the ref paused a little between that two and three. Like, where are you? But McDonough breaks the count. Uh, eventually, after some more back and forth, Steiner gets the pin on Dragunov with the spear. This match really was so good, it saved the pay-per-view for me. Uh, I was going to say this was disappointing, but... It made all the, the matches that were eh into, okay, That those matches were entertaining for what they were. This was badass wrestling. So I gave it 10 stars. Uh, it, was a, it was a decent show overall, but it just lacked a, a little continuity. And that could be the, the backstage, I wouldn't say continuity, but it lacked the the pay-per-views that I'm used to getting. A lot of times I don't like the storylines, the characters, the gimmicks that the WWE is putting out. But when it comes to the payoff, the premium live events, the WWE go the wrestlers go all out. And these guys did put on good matches. They just it just didn't feel as good as it, it should have, could have, would have. So, we'll see, you know. Uh, I did notice Shawn Michaels is growing his hair back. 
and he's basically got the bald mullet going, the bullet, bald mullet, bullet. <laughs> so, but uh, I think big things are coming with NXT. They're going to get their feet back under them and be back to what uh, we were used to seeing it with NXT. So with that, God bless you. Pray for each other. Love somebody today. Be the reason somebody feels loved. Till next panic attack, it's Big John. Wrestle, wrestle, wrestle.